Yoma Daf Mem Dalet, the last thing we were discussing was the continuation of the Avodav, the Kohen Gadol in Yom Kippur. We talked about how he shakted the cow, and then he uh, is the one who accepted the blood, and then he gave it to someone else who was stirring the blood so it doesn't congeal, and he, that person would stand on the fourth row of tiles in the Beit HaMikdash. Then he would go take a coal, he would scoop up the coal from the Mizbech and bring it into the Hechal. And we talked about differences from Yom Kippur and any other day. A lot of the Avodah Yom Kippur is a lot easier because we don't, we, we don't want the Kohen Gadol to get tired. Now, we are starting Imam Gimel Amud Bet, two lines from the bottom by the Gemara, where it says Vehaktiv. Now, we said that the Kohen Gadol shachts the cow, gets the blood, gives it to another Kohen to stir until he gets back there. And that Kohen is standing on the fourth row of tiles in the Hechal. And the question is, how could that Kohen be in the Beit HaMikdash? No one else is allowed to be in the Beit HaMikdash on Yom Kippur except the Kohen Gadol. And Vetzvaktiv, it says, adam lo No one is allowed to be in oil Moed when, when the Kohen is doing his work until he finishes. So Amar of Yehuda, Tene Shel Hechal. It's the fourth row of tiles coming out of the Hechal, which is outside the Beit HaMikdash area. So that's still okay. There's a, the Kohen is allowed to stand over there stirring the blood. And the Gemara goes into it. It says, Tanur Rabbanan, V'chol Adam lo'yebeon mo'ed. When Aharon is giving that Ketorit in the Kodesh HaKodeshim, no other Kohen is allowed to be in the Beit HaMikdash. Yachol afilu ba'azara, maybe even the azara, they know it's allowed to be there, even the courtyard. Tamud lo'mar be'oel mo'ed, dafka in the mishkan, or dafka in the bet ha'mikdash, no one's allowed to be. En li'ela be'oel mo'ed shiva midbar. Okay, maybe that's the one in the midbar. Shiloh, what about the mishkan when it was in Shiloh? Ubet olamim and the actual bet ha'mikdash, minayin. How do I know that also there is a to be in the bet ha'mikdash or mishkan Shiloh? When the Kohen Gadol is doing the Ketoret in the Kodesh HaKodeshim, Talmud Lomar, Bakodesh, the Pasuk says, Bibol HaChapeh Bakodesh, that means any uh, any Kodesh, whether it's Mishkan, Beit HaMikdash, all the same. And the Ela Bishat Akhtara, that's Davka when he's giving the Ketoret, Bishat Matan Damin, how do I know, Minayin, how do I know even when he's putting the blood of the goat or the cow. I don't know that no one's allowed to be there. Tamud Lomar, Bebo'o Lechaper, when he does a kapara, which is the blood. That's Tafka, when he walks in, no one's allowed to be there. Bitsi'ato, Minayin, how do I know when he's on his way out, no one's allowed to be there. Tamud Lomar, Ad Tseto. And the Gemara continues to be Doresh. Bechiper Ba'ado, Ba'ad Beto, Ba'ad Kol Kehal Yisrael. It has to be in that order. Kaparato, first Vechiper Bado, has to be his kapara, kodemet le kaparat peto, before the kapara of his wife. And kaparat beto, his wife, kodemet is before the kaparat hava kohanim, the rest of the kohanim. The kaparat hava kohanim, kodemet is before the kaparat kokehal Israel. Now, Amar Mor, we learned in the Elav Shatakhtara, we know that there's an Isur for them to be Davka when he's doing the Ketoret. How do you know it's Dafka during Haktara? Which Kapara, which Avodan Yom Kippur? Which is equal for the entire Bene Israel. It's Mechaper on everyone. 
ואומר זה הקטרת הקטורת. That's the קטורת that is מכפר on everyone. The power is only on the Kohen Gadol and, his, and the Kohanim. The God is only on Bnei Israel. But the קטורת is on everyone. The Gemara asks, wait a second, וקטורת מכפרת? How do you know the קטורת is מכפר? The Gemara answers, in, yes it does. The Ha'atani Rabbi Hanina, למדנו את הקטורת שמכפרת. We learned that the קטורת is מכפר, שנאמר, ויתן את הקטורת וכפר על העם. When there was a מגפה, by Korah, Aaron went out there, he gave a ketoret in front of everyone, and everyone was forgiven. And what does the ketoret mechaper? Which Why? Comes something that is in private, which is the ketoret, which is given inside. It's not an outside korban, it's an inside thing. It's in done in the hechal. It's going to be mechaper on something you did in private, because usually lashon hara, you say in private. We learned in the Vraita Porshin Miben Haulam Velamizbeah. The Kohanim who are there in the Beta Mikdash, when they see the Kohen coming in, they have to leave even from the area between the lobby of the Beta Mikdash and the Mizbeah. I mean they have to be totally out of that area. Meaning not only outside the Beta Mikdash area, they have to go even past where the Mizbeah is, Bishaatakta during the time of the Ketorit of Kohen Gadol and Yom Kippur. And Amari Bil Azar this is Davka when he's in the Hechal, meaning the Kodesh area. But when he's all the way in the Kodesh Kodeshim, all they have to do is leave the Hechal. However, they don't have to leave that area between the lobby and the Mizbeah, where the stairs are, for example. There's a question. Some say, the same way they leave from the area between the Ulam and the Mizbeh during the Ketoret, all the way inside, they also have to leave from that area when, when it's time for a Kohen to give the blood of a Par Kohen Mashiach, if the Kohen gave a wrong Psaq Halacha, he has to give a Korban, or if the Tzibur did a mistake in, in Halacha, they have to give a, a cow also, and if they did Avodah Zarah, they have to give goats. Whenever the blood is being thrown for those Averot, uh, the, the other Kohanim have to leave also. And at this point, the Gemara is understanding that they have to leave from the area between the Ulam and the Mizbeah also. And the Brayta asks, So when it comes to the Deen of Perisha, the Deen of leaving, what's the difference between leaving the Hechal and between the Ulam and the Mizbeah? At the end of the day, you're always leaving from the, the Ulam and the Mizbech. You always have to be outside, even past the Mizbech area. Ela, you have to explain the, 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 the difference as follows. They have to leave the Hechal, whether he's doing the Ketoret or he's doing things all the way inside, not even just a Kaktara, even throwing the blood all the way inside. That's Shilobishatakhtarah. Yeah, they have to go really far in Porshin Ela That's Dafka when he's all the way into the Kodesh Kodeshim. But if he's just throwing the blood, they don't have to go that far. So, bottom line is, what do you see from this Brayta? That during the time of the Ketoret, they have to leave from the area between the Ulam and the Mizbeah. My love, aren't we talking about the Ketoret that you give in the Kodesh Kodeshim? And this is a problem under Bilazar who said, 
that they don't have to leave Bishata Ktara of Lifnai Vilifnin, they don't have to leave the Hechal, not the area between the Ulam and the Mizbeah. The Gemara answers, Lo. The Sha'ata Aktara that we're talking about over here is not the Kodashim uh, one. Rather, Bishata Aktara, the Hechal, the regular Ketor, the one on the, the golden Mizbech that you have to do in the morning and the afternoon. And you have to explain the Brayta as follows. The same way that you have to leave from the Ulam and the Mizbech during the regular Ketor and the Hechal, the same way they have to leave between the Ulam and the Mizbech when he's throwing the blood of Pakwen Mashiach and so on, because also done in the Hechal. And therefore, the, the, the leaving of the area between the Ulan and Mizbech was only talking about the Ketort and the Echal and nothing to do with uh, the area in the Kodesh HaKodeshim. So like, man has a problem with this. Ihachi, if the Sha'at HaKtar over here is talking about the regular Ketoret, when the Braita said, Ha what is the difference between, when it got regard to Prisha between the Hechal and the Ulan and Mizbech, and we said the difference was uh, when do they, where do they leave to Bishat Akhtara and Shalabishat Akhtara? Betulo, you tell me there's no more differences? Ha'ika ha'ma'ala, there's another difference. The ilu mehechal pashe ben Bishat Akhtara dideh ben Bishat Akhtara delifnaim velifnim. They leave the hechal, whether it's time of Akhtara of his ketoret or it's the ketoret of all the way in the Kodesh HaKodeshim. However, they only leave the area between the Ulam and the Mizbeach is Dafka when he's given the regular ketoret and the ketoret Zahav and not the ketoret of the Kodesh HaKodeshim. So there's another difference. The Gemara answers, what are you talking about? It says it in the Brayta itself. So there you have it. What, what does that mean? That's the not the regular Ketoret of Zahav, it's the Ketoret of the Kodesh HaKodeshim. And you have to say that the Gemara understood that original Brayta, uh, uh, different that Shalom Shat Akhtara means something else, maybe Matan Damim or something else, not a Ketoret of the Kodesh Kodashim. But the Gemara says, But there's another difference. The Ilum Hechal, Parshe Ben Ben The Hechal they leave when whether he's doing an Avodah inside the Hechal, whether he's doing an Avodah in the Kodesh HaKodeshim doesn't make a difference. But the area between the Ulam and Mizbech, they only leave when he's doing an Avodah in the Hechal. No, Hashem Hati. The Breitah was just saying one din of Prisha, meaning the concept of leaving, but uh, not specific Halachot. Meaning the, the Pasuk is really written about the Ketoret, and we learned the same Halachot about the throwing of the blood in the Hechal. Now, Amar Mor, we learned in the Brayta before, Kach Porshin Bishat Matan Par Kohen Mashiach, Par Alem Kedabashot Sibus, Ere Avodat Kuchavim. The Kohalim have, have to leave the area between the Ulam and Mizbeah. Also, when the Kohen throws his Par Kohen Mashiach and the Par Alem Dabar of Tzibur, if the Tzibur did Avira and if they did Avodat Zara, Menallah, and how do I know that they have to leave also when, during these Korbanot? Amar Rabbi Pedat, Atya Kapara Kapara Miyom Kippurim. We have Exra Shava. Kapara Kapara from Yom Kippur. By Yom Kippur it says Bebeole Chaper Bakodesh Atzeto and by Abu Dazra it says Vechiper Akoen. So you have Kapara and Kapara. By Pari Alem Devashel Tzibur it says Vechiper Alehem Akoen. And there's also one by Par Kohen Mashiach. So you do have the, the Kapara Kapara to tell me that they have to leave Oil Moed when he's doing the Avodah. 
from the fact that they had to move from the, the area between the Ulam and the Mizbeach, Ma'alot Deoraita. That the levels of Kedusha in the Beit HaMikdash area are from the Torah. Now, Masechet Kelim, the first Perek, I think Mishnated, counts the levels of Kedusha in Yerushalayim. There was Yerushalayim, then Har Habayit, then you had the Hel, which is the fence area, then there was Izrat Nashim, which is outside of Shani Kanor, then you had Izrat uh, Israel. Then you had the section where the Kohanim could be. And then you had between the area between the Ulam and the Mizbeach. Then you had the Ulam. Then you had the Hechal. Then you had the Kodesh Kodashim. So that was, there was a different level. So we're saying that obviously from the fact that we're counting it over here, it has to be the Oraita. And it has to be that that's what they accepted from Halachal Moshe Sinai, That the area between the Ulam and the Mizbeach is more kadosh than the rest of the Azara. The Isal Kadatah, the Rabbanan, because if you want to tell me these levels that they made up in Masechet Kelim is only the Rabbanan, it was made up by the, by the rabbis as a Humrah, Maishana bena Ulam vela Mizbeach. So why are you sending out the Kohanim to the area between the Ulam and the Mizbeach? Because Dilma Mikru because we're worried that by accident they might go into the into the Ulam, into the Hechal, the lobby area. Then you should have them get out of the entire Azara area because by accident they might walk in. Be Bahmir all the way. And the Gemara answers really the area between the Ulam and the Mizbeah is only Humrad Rabbanan. The difference is Kevan de There's nothing blocking over there. Lomin Kara Milta. The people are not going to pay attention. There's nothing to, 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 as a heker. There's nothing like sort of blocking or to remind them not to go into the hechal uh, by mistake. However, if the azara after the mizbeach, let's say the mizbeach will be like sort of that blocking area. Kevan the ikam mizbeach it's on the mafsik is blocking. I mean, keramil that people pay attention. Oh, don't cross the mizbeach and they'll know not to go to that area and they won't go into the bet hamikdash. And Amar Rabba Shma Mina Kedushat Ulam Bechal Hadamiltai. We're understanding that the Kedushah of the Hechal and the Ulam. The Ulam is the lobby to the Hechal. The Hechal is what we like to call the Kodesh. The Ulam is the lobby. We have to say it's the same Kedushah. Because if they were two separate Kedushot, Ulam Gufe Gezera, then the, the lobby is itself Gezera. Because you're, you're telling them to move out of the Hechal, they'll go into the lobby. So now, by making them go past the Mizbeach, you're adding a Gzera on top of a Gzera. You're making them really move out. So the Gmas says, Lord. No, there's no proof that it's the same Kedushah. Rather, Ulam uben ha'ulam vela Mizbeach hada Kedushahi. The entire area from the Mizbeach all the way, including the lobby, including the Ulam, is one Kedushah. And that's why when they told them to get out of the Ulam, they told them to go all the way past the Mizbeach. However, Hechal ve'ulam shete kedushot, and the the Hechal, the Kodesh area and the Lab area are two different kedushot. Now we learned the Mishnah. Every day he would scoop up the coal with a silver pen, and today with gold. My tama, why every day with silver? The Torah cares about the money of Israel, and if we can do it with silver, we'll do it with silver over our gold. And today he would scoop with the gold and bring that one in. He wouldn't, uh, he wouldn't pour it from the silver to the gold. He would use the gold pan and bring it in.
We don't want to tire out the Kohen Gadol. Let him just scoop it up and wring it in. Every day he would use a, a pen that could scoop four kabin. And Rebiusi said a se'a, which is six kabin. And the rule is every day, since he's using a four, uh, four cob pen, he would and he would pour it into a three cob pen. Then he would have a cob that spread all over the floor, and he would uh, clean it, and it would go into the stream of water that would go straight into the uh, the river of the Kidron. Now, Tane had cob, idach kabaim. We had one brayta that said that a cob fell on the floor, and the other brayta said two cob fell on the floor. Bishlamahach the Tane kab, the one that says kab. Okay, goes according to Rabbanan because he was yeah, he was holding a four cob pan and he was pouring it into a three cob pan, so one fell on the floor. Elahach the Tane kabaim, but the brayta that said two cob. Mani, who's it going according to? Lo Rabbanan. It's not like Rabbanan. Who said four to three? Velora Biosi, who said it was a pen that fit six cob, which was a se'a, into a pen that fit three. So, him, according to Biosi, there was three all over the floor. So, the Gemara answers Amar of Hasda, Rabbi Ishmael, Benoshir, Rabbi Hanan, Bin Beroka. It's Rabbi Ishmael, son of Rabbi Hanan, Benoka. Detanya, Rabbi Ishmael, Benoshir, Rabbi Hanan, Benoka. Omer, Beshel Kabai, Maya Machnis. He would enter the hechal with a two-cob pen, so the four would uh, be thrown into the two, and two fell on the floor. You could even say, Every day he would use a pen that fit a se'ah in the midbar, which equals to five cob of Yerushalayim, because as the, the years went along, they got richer and they just added and added to what a kav actually is. So now this pen, which is really six, but it's really five. So the five would go into a three and two would be all over the floor. Now, we learned in also in the Mishnah, Every day was heavy, today it was light. The wall of the pen, the thickness of the pen was, was, was thick. And today, it was, in Yom Kippur, it was thin. So therefore, it was lighter. Every day, the handle was short. And today, was long. What's the reason? So the Kohen Gadol's arm could help him carry that pen. Every day, this pen didn't have a bell. Ben Azgan explained that on Yom Kippur it had a ring, it had some sort of bell that made noise, so people would know when the Kohen Gadol comes in, it's time to leave. Now, every day it had a yellowy gold, and today it was red. And Amar of Hazda Shiva Zahabin, there's seven types of gold. Zahav, there's gold. Zahav Tov, good gold. Uzahav Ophir, Zahav Mofir, Zahav Mufaz, the Gemara will explain, Vizahav Shahut, the Gemara will explain, Vizahav Sagur, closed gold, the Gemara will explain, Uzahav Parvaim, and the Gemara will explain. So, number one is Zahav, is gold. Zahav Tov, Zahav of good. The gold of that land is good, so there is a good type of gold, a regular gold and a better gold. 
there's a Zahav Ophir, the Ateme Ophir, it comes from a place called Ophir, Zahav Mufaz, Shedomele Paz, it's like pearls, it has a, it like glistens like pearls. Zahav Shahut, Shenitva Kahut, it's a soft type of gold that can be spun like thread. Then there's Zahav Sagur, closed gold, why? When a store opens up trying to sell this type of gold, all the other stores have to close down because no one's interested. Then there's the Hav Parvaim. There's the gold of Parvaim. It had a redness that it looks like the blood of cows. And really, it's not seven types of gold, it's five. And each one of these types of gold has a regular and a good type of it. Tanya Namiyachi, and we have a bright talik, Rav Hasda, Bechol Yom Haita, Hayaz Havayarok, every day the gold was yellowy, Vehayom Adom, and today it was red. Behainu Zehav Parvaim, and that's the Zehav Parvaim, Shedome Ledam Haparim. It resembles the blood of cows. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Le'olam, Amen, Ve'amen.